The Christian world needs more spirit-filled teaching. So often we have fiery preaching without substance or doctrine without life. But we seek to join the two. We seek to bring theology on fire. This is Andrew Wilkes. This is Leah Wilkes. And this is Theology on Fire. Welcome back. I know it's been a minute since you've heard my voice here on the podcast, and I'm very excited to be back sharing with you once again. Um, Today, we are going to be talking about an all too familiar topic. It is the topic of FOMO. Yes, FOMO. We have all dealt with it. If we're honest, it's something we are very familiar with. And um, for those of you who don't know, FOMO stands for Fear of missing out. That is F-O-M-O, fear of missing out. And it is very prevalent in our society today, especially with the inundation of things we see on social media, Instagram, Facebook. We're constantly seeing everybody's highlights and everybody's fun social gatherings or opportunities or life developments and all of these things can cause us to have a really intense bout of FOMO. If I was going to write a letter to FOMO, I think I would say, Dear FOMO, I really hate you because I really do hate FOMO. I've just grown to loathe it with a passion. And I think that's maybe one of the only places where hate is okay. But um, yes, I really do not like FOMO. Um, So let's just jump right in and I I really just hope this is encouraging to you. I hope it's liberating to you. I feel like many times this state of FOMO, it can just be a very subtle oppression or a bondage in our lives. So um, what is this? What is FOMO? And I think we've all felt it. It's an inward ache as we're faced with the knowledge that other people are doing things that we can't do, that we are not a part of. Maybe it is um, just a, a social thing. Maybe it's that they have a great supportive family that they're doing things with. Maybe they're with people that you wish you were really with. Maybe it's just that their life is moving forward and doing things that you wish your life would do. And there's a panic to it when we start feeling this FOMO. It's a, uh, I don't want to miss that. I wish I was a part of that. Uh, I wish my life was moving forward and, and I was being a part of what's going on in that way. And there's this thought of that you're going to be left behind, perhaps. Or maybe because you're not there, you might be forgotten or maybe it goes as far as to feel like, oh, well, if I don't attend if I'm not there, I might lose my place. Ooh, that's uncomfortable, isn't it? Um, it but we, I feel like there's many of us that have been there like, oh, I can't miss out or I'm not going to move forward in the way that I think I should move forward. That's FOMO. But I wanted to lift our eyes up for a moment and ask the Lord what he thinks about FOMO. What is God's opinion about this most aggravating thing, FOMO. Well, first of all, it's fear, isn't it? It's the very first word is fear. And so that's a dead giveaway 
to who the author of this is, which is the devil. He is the one that brings a spirit of fear. In 2 Timothy 1.7, we all know this verse. It says, God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. So we know if it's not God, we know it must be God's enemy. That is the devil. And he brings fear. And he loves to bring that. He loves to hinder us. He loves to destroy what the Lord is doing in our life. In that verse, um, self-control in the King James, they say a sound mind. And I sort of prefer that version of the translation. It just speaks of not being so easily startled or shaken. When you see things happen that you would have loved to be a part of, or things that you aren't invited to or included in, and you have a desire to be in, suddenly we can be thrown into a tizzy of woe is me and rejection and despair and just just depression and feeling downcast. That verse, it just talks of having a sound mind. I just think that's a mind that rests in Jesus, a mind that knows even though it doesn't look like it should or I think it should at this time, I am going to rest and have a sound mind in Jesus. But why does the devil bring this fear? He brings it to torment us. In the Bible, it says he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And that's talking of us. It's talking of, of God's creation of human beings. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy our souls. And why does he want to do that? He wants to steal, kill, and destroy our witness. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy how we are like God, how we are images of Christ, and how we are as born-again believers vessels that Christ can dwell in and be used by the Lord. So he wants to bring fear so we can be hindered in that mission, in that goal in our life that God has given us, that path. He wants to bring doubt. He wants to bring discouragement. And ultimately, he just really wants to hinder the work of God. So let's be aware of that at these times when in your Christian walk, in ministry perhaps, where you see things going on and you wish, I want to be a part of that. I want to be involved in that. Be aware of that fear that comes. It's different than just a yearning. It's different than just a godly spiritual desire that is perhaps being birthed in you because it comes with fear. It comes with stress. It comes with pressure. That is not of the Lord. That is of your enemy, the devil. But here is where it can get uncomfortable and where we just have to be honest before the Lord and trust him to be merciful to us, but be open to him. Sometimes it's also greatly probable when you're feeling these things that you are dealing with pride. And another way to ask you whether you're dealing with pride or not would just be to say, should you be a part of all the things? Can you be a part of all the things? Is it okay for other people to do the things without you? Why do you think you should be doing the things or a part of the things? What reason is there? Is there in any way a feeling within you that begrudges other people doing those things? So I'm just going to let that sit there. Those are questions not to harm you, not to burden you, but they are good questions to ask. 
They're good questions to just lay out before the Lord and just repent if necessary and move on and ask him to heal you and strengthen you and deliver you. But there may be good desires in you. There may be God-given desires and a yearning in there. Is there something the Lord is putting in you that he's growing in you? A desire to be involved in something, to help with something, to grow, to form relationships? Well, that's wonderful. Praise the Lord. He is not a tease. He doesn't just do those things and then leave you hanging. He doesn't put these desires in your heart and then just torment you with them. Hallelujah. You have a faithful God. He has given you a spiritual desire. Rest in him. He will bring it to pass. And a great place to start when you have a desire to be involved in something or to see something grow in your life, a great place to start is just to ask. You know, you should pray first, but don't don't watch life pass you by. Just go ahead and make some inquiries. Inquire of the Lord and then go inquire at your church. Inquire from your pastor. Talk to those people that you would love to have a relationship with. Ask those people in that ministry if there's anywhere you can help. Go ahead and ask. You are free to do that. Be free, friend, and just ask, can I, can I help? Can I get my hands dirty in this? Can I be involved in whatever that is? And be willing and be humble. We have to be faithful in the small things. And the Lord rewards that and he sees that and he will bless that. Things don't always, or I may say, maybe they never turn out exactly as you would expect. I would say they almost never turn out the way you would expect or in the time that you would expect. But I want to recommend at those times when that feeling of fear or depression or anxiety can come in, perhaps when you see something and you wish you were a part of it, whether that's on social media or just in another context. And I would suggest you change the meaning of FOMO to something else. And that would be faith over my observations. No longer fear of missing out, but faith over my observations. I know that is cheesy. I know that I feel like very much a mom making up a new um, phrase for you here. Maybe that comes from being a preacher's kid. I'm not sure, but I really recommend it. Every time that feeling comes in, say, I'm going to have faith over my observations. Say no to fear of missing out and yes to faith over my observations. I'm going to trust the Lord and believe him and put my mind at ease. I'm going to be have a sound mind, like it said in Timothy, and trust that these things that the Lord is birthing in me will come to pass in his good and perfect time. And I can promise you with the authority of the Lord, they will. It will happen in his perfect way, in his perfect time. I promise his ways are higher than our ways and they are much more beautiful. He has to get you ready sometimes. And sometimes we can feel like we are ready. But then if you just trust the Lord and wait, I promise whenever you do step into that thing that you know he's birthing in your heart, you will know, oh, this was your perfect time. 
In 1 Thessalonians 5, 24, it says, He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. Proverbs 23, 18 says, Surely there is a future, and your hope will not be cut off. Hear, my son, and be wise, and direct your heart in the way. Just direct your heart in the way. We can't make anything happen. We can't manipulate the situations around us. All we can do is direct our heart in the way. And I just... I just feel like that's taking your heart and just laying it out before the Lord. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. He is going to be a source of life to your walk. He is going to be a purpose in your every day. And just lay that out before him and trust him. He is going to direct your heart in the way. He's going to give you yearnings and unctions. He's going to take away your peace if you're approaching something that's not of him or that's too soon. And he will give you a peace when you're walking in the way, when you're going in the right direction, when you're taking on that job that is of him. He'll bring a peace and he'll direct your heart in the way. Trust him. Trust the Holy Spirit to lead you like that. Hebrews 11.3 says, By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. God can make an entire universe out of the invisible. So surely, even though you may feel like you see nothing, you see no hope, you see no way, you see no avenue for you to be able to move forward or to have whatever that desire is birthed in your life, FOMO, faith over my observations. Faith, it is faith. It's only ever been faith that he is wanted. It is by faith that you are saved and it is by faith that you will walk. Maybe it's friendship you ache for. Maybe it's just that camaraderie and jovial friendship that you see in other people's pictures that you just really ache for. You just, I want that. I want that friendship. I want that closeness. I want people to love me and I want to be able to love people. Well, the Bible says, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And I know that's very basic, but it, it's just the truth. Friendship takes work. So go for it. Go make friends. We all know that phrase, make friends. Your kids go to the park and they make friends so easily. But that's because they run up to them and they just play together. They ask, come with me, hide with me, play with me. So just go make friends. It takes effort. The Bible says be given to hospitality. Meet people for coffee. Have people come over to your home. Text them. Be a friend. Be the friend that you want people to be to you. What kind of friendship do you want to have? Be that kind of a friend. Do you want superficial and shallow and gossipy friendships? Then that's all you need to be then. But if you want to have deep, open and vulnerable friendships, then you have to be open too. Now, it doesn't mean be foolish. You know, the Bible says a fool shares their whole heart. But be open, be vulnerable, be a good friend, be humble. Don't always try to be the leader. Don't always try to be the counselor. Be a friend. It goes two ways. But back to FOMO, in whatever context you might find yourself feeling that fear, fear of missing out, fear of letting life pass you by, fear of thinking that you're never going to be past this point, that you're never going to move on to a new chapter, that you're never going to be a part of those things, have FOMO, 
faith over my observations and say no to fear. Tell fear you have no place here. Tell fear you are a lie and you come from the father of lies, the devil. Tell fear you are a pressure and a stress. There is nothing spiritual about you. You, fear, are the seed of jealousy and you are the root of bitterness. You have to rebuke that fear the moment it starts creeping up, the moment you look at that Instagram story or you see that event happening that you weren't invited to. Oh, God help us with that fear, with that bitterness, with that depression and immediately take it to him. You are not alone. You are not weak. You are just a human and we are all frail in the same way. But we just need to have faith in Christ. We just need to take our heart to him and look to faith and say, you are all that is required to live victoriously. Just faith. Faith, you are the bringer of peace, joy, and yes, even abundant fruit and spiritual activity. Faith is the way. Faith disarms the enemy and causes his darts to fall to the ground. Faith is the way, the truth, and the life. It is Jesus. It is Christ that brings us, that gives us hope, that gives us purpose, and that dispels that fear. He is our help. He is our rock and our shield and our comforter and our guide. So be gone, FOMO. Be gone, fear. Faith is here. Let's have faith over our observations, faith over what we can see before us, and trust that the Lord is going to be faithful. And don't be afraid. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your comfort and your guidance, Lord. We thank you we don't have to have fear that we can trust you. Thank you for your encouragement to us. Bless us, Lord. Amen. Thank you for joining us at Theology on Fire. Please subscribe so you won't miss new episodes. All of our information and contact details can be found at theologyonfire.org.